chapter thirty of the social war of nineteen hundred or the conspirators and lovers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the social war of nineteen hundred or the conspirators and lovers by simon landis chapter thirty harry gossamer condemned to death the bloody conspirators found brother harry gossamer guilty of internal rebellion perjury and threatened exposure they therefore sentenced him to death whilst the prisoner was confined in the dungeon unlike open courts they convened a court-martial and in his absence tried him without any defence because he as good as pleaded guilty to all the charges by his bold words to the brotherhood and the principal speech that was made deacon rob stew delivered he said brothers and sisters of the sacredly secret conclave i am grieved at heart as you may well know that i am compelled to call upon you to pronounce a unanimous verdict against our apostate brother harry gossamer who had the reckless audacity to defy us and threatened to leave the brotherhood after he voluntarily took our solemn oath and i consider it a most dangerous thing to permit any member to faint and flag after he or she has remained at our special meetings and has listened to all our holy work i therefore propose to act quickly and without prevarication convict sentence and execute the sentence forthwith of harry gossamer for the wavering disposition he has exhibited a few minutes since before us all if we do not act summarily in such cases we shall ere long find the rope around our own necks i do not fancy that interrupted rev joe peer and therefore i hope to see this case instantly and permanently disposed of because i shake in my boots when i think of the responsible work of piety we are compelled to perform i say continued the deacon that our only salvation individually and collectively mark you lies in visiting the penalty of death upon each and every one who falters in the performance of duty instead of brother gossamer standing up in our sacred hall and saying i am not willing to cooperate with you in the fulfilment of this nefarious work he ought to have encouraged the brotherhood to go on and if he did not wish to act in his capacity of an active member should not have joined us he is a chicken-hearted scoundrel or a faithless and unprincipled dog who shall not be allowed to bark and bite us if i know what i am about brethren our holy cause demands especially at this auspicious moment most vigorous unanimous action because we have our hands full look for instance there is dr juno preaching publicly and privately in his own hall and he shortly hopes to address immense crowds again down in the centre of the city again there is miss armington who is as rebellious as the devil could make her and although she is incarcerated where she cannot harm us now yet i fear unless vigorous action is had in her case she may do a deal of injury sooner or later to our sainthood moreover all the pious denominations and worldlings must be watched and kept blindfolded which when we cast only a cursory glance at the immense work before us we may see the necessity of being a unit inside of our secret conclave brothers 
are you therefore ready to cast a unanimous vote in favour of dispatching harry gossamer this very night before we adjourn i rise to ask our loyal and energetic deacon a question if he will permit me to do so said dr toy pansy certainly brother pansy go on responded the deacon do you think dear brother that it would be wise to execute brother gossamer who evidently thought that as long as we were all sworn to perfect secrecy he could speak out his heartfelt sentiments i know the brother thoroughly he is an exemplary man noble liberal and energetic i wish to ask the brotherhood with the permission of our worthy deacon whether it would not be better to be lenient and permit brother gossamer to make a defence at least let him make a speech before this court-martial i object to it interrupted deacon rob stew for if we are to be as lenient and slow to act as brother toy pansy proposes we might as well already consider our saintly work stopped and run the risk of being mobbed by the advocates and followers of dr juno i say brothers and sisters we cannot entertain such propositions and i now call for the unanimous vote of a conclave to a verdict of death in the case of the defendant said the deacon terribly agitated and ready for a fight to the hilt with any one who would dissent from his views the physician-in-chief of the insane asylum now rose to the floor and asked permission to say a few words he said mr president and holy saints i claim to be a faithful laborer in the common cause which we espouse but as a christian i cannot join in a work that sends a man who may differ from me so summarily into the presence of his maker brother stew is an enthusiast and although a noble and zealous worker who has more influence than any dozen of our best men combined we should remember that he can err as well as other men and therefore he should take the sound counsel of some of us as old and faithful to our cause as he silence ejaculated the deacon you are an old drone you are not now dealing with a lot of lunatics who are compelled to obey your mandates or even regard your charitable advice if our lenient doctor-in-chief will point out one act of mine that was uncharitable toward any one of our cause or that what i did proved an injury to any good member of the faith whether in active service in the secret conclave or not i will yield to him i'll take you at your word exclaimed the physician-in-chief have you not acted in an uncharitable manner toward our misled yet faithful sister lucinda armington not a year since in our asylum moreover a word to the wise will suffice curse your trifling and may the marrow in your stereotyped bones rot for intruding into private workings of this conclave what under the sun has the business of the insane asylum to do with this apostate mr president i emphatically say in a mood that means work or death mr president i command you to order all dissenting harangues as being irrelevant to the subject in consideration i demand this under the penalty of our solemn oath and i add if your beating heart is not to be torn out by its roots forthwith you will heed my admonition and act determinedly i say speak y yes i agree with brother stew and and rule that all that has been said by those who differ with our worthy deacon is irrelevant to the subject under consideration 
and this i order under the penalty of having the beating heart of each disputant torn out by its roots so help us god stammeringly responded reverend joe peer nancy clover now jumped to the floor as if she meant mischief and said brothers i have listened patiently and i see that unless you have a determined principle to be governed by you won't agree to advantage now i am not a woman of words nor do i stand with folded hands to see those who ought to have one object in view namely the subjugation of innovators and advancement of the cause of the elect quarrel bicker and bite each other without trying to stop them in their mad career is not our cause just is its prosperity not a mutual benefit why then fight over trifles like schoolboys i say do as brother rob stew says even if it goes against your beautiful tender feelings else you may be compelled to take what will be ten thousand times worse do you understand me act in unison and dispatch this apostate who undoubtedly would betray us especially since you have beaten and thrown him into our nasty dungeon sister clover's neat little speech made the members a unit and immediately harry gossamer was condemned to die End of chapter 30